0: a hobby. You Do it yourself, type thing. Like. Get in, loser, we're going shopping. Patient, Patient. Don't even ask, just bring it. Mom called psychologically tall. I'm talking about ethics. You, you packed it and packaged it and slapped it on a plastic lunchbox and now sell it. You're
1: going well to sell it well. Same. Howdy, howdy, howdy. They'll soon
0: be back. And in greater numbers. Any friend of Olives is a friend of our daughters. I am really close on this one. Really, really
1: close. Let's watch my favorite
0: part again. Shall we? Hello, I'm Daniel. And I'm Amanda. And you're listening to Scenes, Scenes from a Marriage.
1: A <laughs> movie podcast
0: where we as a married couple watch movies and run away from
1: Godzilla. Godzilla. <laughs> <laughs> ah.
0: <laughs> Is that my voice? Is that my, my voice? voice? <laughs> <laughs> I think I'm getting lightheaded. <laughs> Light being the operative word. <laughs> Welcome to a very special episode of the podcast where, Amanda, I thanks to you turning 30 recently, we still have these balloons hanging around the house. <laughs> to be used as weapons against our sanity by the cat who likes to drag them into the room. <laughs>
1: she does like that
0: without warning. Ooh, have you got any left?
1: I have a little bit left. Do you want some of it?
0: Lay it on me. Okay, you want to take I mine, it? I think mine's done.
1: Here. Wow, that's really good. Enough. I'm
0: now Primrose the cat. This is the voice of Primrose. <laughs> Hello, feed me, pet me. I like lying in the sun all day. <laughs> 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 She can't can't help but laugh maniacally while you're doing this.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I hope that's not actually her voice.
0: Anyway, welcome back to the show. This is Scenes from a Marriage. It's episode 14, and we are back where we started with Godzilla. First time since our very first episode, talking about the big lizard again. I don't think it needs to be said, but I'll say it. This is a Dan movie. Amanda, (laughs) I have to thank you my long-suffering wife, for sitting through not only this movie, but also the 1962 King Kong versus Godzilla, which we watched for my Criterion set that I felt like I had to give you some kind of background to prepare you for what you were about to see.
1: I feel like it was helpful watching it.
0: Well, it was either that. It was either have you watch one 90-minute 60s Godzilla movie or the preceding three movies in this series which would have taken, it would have been three two-hour movies. So mm-hmm. really, if you think about it, you got off easy.
1: Yeah, at least I could only hope for even more in this one than the 60s version. So had more to look forward to.
0: So we can talk about that one a little bit as well, but I kind of wanted it as a point of comparison for this latest film in Warner Brothers Monsterverse, the kaiju revival that began in 2014 with Gareth Edwards' Godzilla. This new movie titled Godzilla vs. Kong, which is our movie for today, it should be noted is not a remake of the original movie directed by Ishiro Honda, who did the first Godzilla and uh, the American cut, which was also directed by Tom Montgomery. Rather, it is a direct sequel to Godzilla 2014, 2017's Kong Skull Island, and 2019's Godzilla King of the Monsters.
1: Wait, which one was the one with Adrian Brody?
0: That was the 2005 King Kong by Peter Jackson, which is not related in terms of the chronology. Uh,
1: okay. I watched so, that one. Yeah. yeah, I liked that one. That's a good one. Or as um, <laughs> what were our friends, Caroline and Scott saying, the one with Jack Black in it. <laughs> yeah. Jack Black. Yeah. Yeah. That was, you know, the most notable character.
0: And that one, see, there's so much homework that we could have done here. Mm-hmm. That one was a remake of the original 1933 King Kong, which was remade again in 1976. So I, at some point, we'll have to go back and have we'll you have watch, to watch the very things. first. Nobody needs to watch the 70s one, but you can watch the 33 original because uh, that's, that's really a classic by any stretch of the imagination. So we were fortunate enough to be able to get out and see this in a theater. It just seems right that... Uh, a Clash of Two Titans would be best displayed on the largest possible screen, uh, which means we also got to see some movie trailers.
1: Oh, yeah, we did. Uh, very few. We might have missed one.
0: We may have missed a couple.
1: Yeah, because we kind of got there like
0: Shuffled in a little bit late. Oh, well. Shame on us. But uh, last time we did this, we got to do just a quick trailer talk. And so we won't spend much time on this because we've got quite a bit to get through on this episode. But just to just to run through these really quickly, the two trailers that we saw were for the new Space Jam, Mm -hmm. starring LeBron James. LeBron James, Mm -hmm. and looking suspiciously like one of the Despicable Me movies. In all other ways, I feel like honestly,
1: it kind of looked a lot like the original Space Jam. I mean, I. And I wonder if they use some of the exact, like, quotes from it. I don't know. I I feel like I'm like, oh, yeah, that's... It's just you change the characters a little bit. You just throw in LeBron and it's...
0: You think it's going to be the Monstars again?
1: Oh, no, no. It was something else. But, you know, I don't know. I feel like I saw it when Granny did that. Maybe I'm making that up in my head. Anyway.
0: When Granny?
1: When the Granny made a shot or whatever. I don't know.
0: Because... The thing I remember, they capped it with the granny doing like, yeah, well, An alley. It, well, like a, no, like a, like a, a gymnastics move on her walker. On her walker. Like it was a, uh, what is it called? Pommel horse.
1: Oh yes, yes, yes.
0: And that is the exact kind of humor that does not play to me whatsoever. <laughs> so, but you, you said you would watch it.
1: I would watch it. Well, just cause I would be curious. To know how close it is to the original Space Jam. I mean, I liked the original Space Jam, but then I watched it again. I think it... Did we watch it recently? No, I
0: haven't seen it since the 90s.
1: Well, I watched it with somebody possibly a few years ago, and I was kind of disappointed. Which (laughs) was disappointing (laughs) that I was disappointed. Um, So I don't really want to watch any of the other movies that I enjoyed as a kid, because then I'm like, oh no, I'm going to not like those movies, but...
0: It's a dangerous time to be doing this podcast. Ah! Yeah, I I was actually honestly not that big of a fan of the original Space Jam back in the day either. Mm-hmm. I can only imagine I wouldn't care for it too much now. So this is not really something that's on my to see list.
1: I just liked the music probably.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Welcome to the jam. I don't know, actually.
0: I mean, that That's probably the thing that's aged best about the film is the, the song.
1: Yeah, it's good. But yeah, I mean, I would I would watch it if it was on a streaming service, but I wouldn't go out to see it necessarily.
0: Yeah, that's fair. Mm-hmm. So the other trailer that I can remember seeing was for The Suicide Squad. Oh,
1: The Suicide. Yep. Mm-hmm.
0: It's Suicide Squad, but it's the, the Suicide Squad. It's like The Fast and the Furious versus Fast and Furious, <laughs> or, uh, which apparently is They're a getting lazy with the titles. I guess another suicide squad sequel, but this this time from James Gunn, who is did the Guardians of the Galaxy movies.:
1: Oh, I didn't realize that. Oh, I would yeah, I would watch it. I mean, I loved Guardians of the Galaxy. Guardians of the Galaxy.
0: A bit of a redemption tale for Gunn, who was canceled by Disney for old tweets that he had made that were like <gasps> insensitive jokes um, back That's in the day right. like. I mean, like, like 10 years ago, and then uh, rehired after Outcry. So I guess now he's got another superhero movie.
1: Hmm. I hadn't seen the first Suicide Squad, or, sorry, Suicide Squad. But or Birds of Prey. What's that? I guess the, so.
0: the, other, the Harley Quinn movie that they did like a year or two ago? No.
1: Is that, does that come before the... Well, I, I have to squad?
0: assume it's all in the same chronology, although, again, I actually haven't seen either of them.
1: I mean, oh, you wait, you haven't seen Suicide Squad? No. I thought you said you had.
0: No, I didn't. I, you know, I, I should have got out and seen it after it won the Oscar for Best Hair and Makeup. But I, I failed, to,
1: wow. failed to do that. Well, we can watch those if you're down. Let's yeah, okay. do it. I
0: heard the first one was pretty bad, but Bird of, a lot of people said Birds of Prey was was good. So, I
1: mean, it can't be any worse than... Transylvania Six Five
0: Thousand? No. <laughs> well, maybe not. Probably not. I don't think it. <laughs>
1: anyway, I was I saw one of my patients had it on their TV, and I was like, "Ooh, this might be good."
0: So I take it Transylvania Six Five Thousand is not going to be your nightstand pick.
1: <laughs> it's not. Is it yours? <laughs> I'm kidding.
0: <laughs> okay, so well, so those are a couple of trailers that we saw. So getting into the movie, and I don't I don't want to retread our previous Godzilla conversations too much, but. I'll just say I am, and then again, this will come as no surprise to anyone, a noted monster movie enthusiast. (gasps) (laughs) I loved Godzilla as a kid. I watched the VHS ones that we had over and over again.
1: He has an action figure up here of Godzilla, actually. Depending on
0: when this is released, this might still be on our Instagram. Are you going to post one of those?
1: Yeah, probably.
0: We had like maybe five or six of them that we watched. And one of them actually was the King Kong versus Godzilla. So that's the one that I've seen quite a few times Mm. uh, growing up. And I love that there are monster movies on our biggest screens. I love that we could go to the theater last night and watch as an incredible amount of money. And State of the Art effects were directed towards the goal of having two giant creatures duke it out in the streets of Hong Kong for my enjoyment. Comic book nerds are in friggin' nirvana right now with the state of marvel and all the other superhero media that's constantly bringing their nostalgia to life at my age and with the amount of movies I've seen it's it's not that often that I get really excited about one of these like franchise ip movies uh and the amount of times that I have been incredibly disappointed by updates or remakes or reinterpretations of things that I used to enjoy when I was younger it's just it's hard for me to get it's hard for me to get in that headspace so like I mean people see the trailers for like Power Rangers or mm-hmm. Transformers or try to think of other things that they've recently updated that are you know old properties but even I mean even Jurassic Park now given the state of that series since 2001 is something that I just can't get in that boyish mindset and just get that enthusiasm that Sometimes I feel Sometimes like they I ruin
1: have. movies from our past aka Aladdin
0: Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> all the, di- oh, yeah. <laughs> all those, all those Disney live action. Ev- Sorry to
1: everyone who actually Updates. enjoyed that one, but I did not.
0: We're, we're going to do a podcast on Aladdin one day and just give that thing the thrashing. Rip desserts. it to
1: pieces. <laughs> Kidding.
0: So, but anyway, pro- so probably the closest thing that I have to that feeling of just, just really returning to my roots and getting excited, kind of past my critical faculties is, is a Godzilla. Like And, and I've, I've written about all of the modern Godzilla movies, and they've all been a disappointment on some level. But you also kind of have to go in and realize that the ones that you loved as a kid maybe weren't really all that great in a lot of ways. <laughs> so uh, I went into this movie with absolutely v- very, very low expectations. However, the one thing that gave me a little bit of hope for this is that Godzilla vs. Kong is directed by Adam Wingard, who previously made two horror thriller movies that I really like. You're next is uh one that he did that I saw that one in the theater that was a uh that was really enjoyable, and then also the guest, which he did with Dan Stevens, who would later go on to be the beast in the live action Beauty and the Beast, interestingly enough
1: oh.
0: a little tie in there I know that so i I had a little bit of hope for that because of him. I know this isn't a director's franchise it's not one where the filmmakers have been allowed a lot of individual personality. Uh, So, you know, I wasn't sure what to expect.
1: We need Kong. The world needs him. To stop what's coming. And this child. She's the only one he'll communicate with. I knew that they had a bond. She had nowhere to go, so... I made a promise to protect her. And I think that, in some way... Kong did the same. It's Godzilla.
0: These are dangerous times. is out there and he's hurting people and we don't know why.
1: There's something provoking him that we're not seeing here. I'm of the same opinion. <laughs> A real. Yeah. There was a war. And they're the last ones standing. I keep reaching for because I'm from it. Who bows to who?
0: Gonna
1: stop Kong. Kong bows to no one.
0: The film stars Millie Bobby Brown as Madison Russell. She's the only returning character from the last movie, along with Kyle Chandler, who plays her father.
1: How long ago, was that? The 2019? Did you say 2019 one? Yeah. Okay. Well, obviously, nothing came out in 2020. Well, maybe some things, but
0: not much. Not much. And so he's those only two people that are coming back. He's got just a couple of lines in it. He's not really in the movie that much. The early
1: edition dad. If anyone's seen that, I was telling Daniel about that last night.
0: Yeah, I never saw early edition. I, I didn't realize he was in a show.
1: I liked it. I thought it was good because there was your gratuitous orange cat in it. <laughs> but no, it was good. He predicted what was going to happen looking through the magazine. Anyway, sorry. No, that's Gail. a good
0: cool idea for a show. I would.
1: Yeah, yeah, it's pretty. It's pretty different. Cool.
0: So the continuity in this series is just awful, and that that's. That's part of the reason why I felt like you could come into it and watch this movie without having to see the previous ones, because even as someone who saw Godzilla: King of the Monsters a couple years ago, like it, I I didn't really even really remember who Millie Bobby Brown was playing. I know that her mom was played by Vera Farmiga in the last movie, but other than that, none of the other characters are back. So it's kind of it's a you know if anything, it's more of a sequel to the Kong movie, Mm. but.
1: Oh yeah, wait. Because was but was the scientist in it? It was working with Kong. Was she in it? The previous movie or no? No. Oh, okay. Well, that makes it a little better.
0: Yes. Yeah, so it also stars Rebecca Hall as mm. Doctor mm. Eileen something Andrews.
1: Andrews. Doctor Andrews.
0: And in the movie, she has a like a little adopted child, like of one of the Islanders or something. Yeah. That
1: mm-hmm.
0: from Kong Skull Island. Uh and so, the, yeah, she's in it. She's new. She's a new character. So is the author played by um, Alexander Skarsgård. Mm. So, I, and, and I don't know if you've had this experience. When I'm watching sometimes a movie or even a TV show, I'll have a hard time kind of remembering what happened before and like why, how what I'm watching like fits into what's yeah, happened Yeah, like before. all the
1: Avengers maybe basically.
0: Yeah, but this is not an Avengers level Effort in terms of creating a shared universe, mm-hmm. like it's just kind of sloppy. And the again, if you look back at the cast of all of the of the four movies, and there's so m- there's almost nobody in common. And it's like, okay, how are they going to have a? So really, the only connecting tissue for most of it is the monsters. I mean, Godzilla is, and Kong. So
1: yeah, I I kind of did want to know what happened in the movie before with Millie Bobby Brown because she was like, Godzilla left us in peace and he was saving us. So I'm like. Did he like?
0: I, I oh yeah, I should I should have had you watch like a catch up explainer video or something before. I
1: would've... I would have wanted to see the movie before this. Probably. I mean, I don't know. It. Did you see it? I saw it. Yeah. And you didn't like it.
0: It's probably the worst one.
1: Okay. Well, then in that case, I don't have out to out of see the four. It. Yeah.
0: It, 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 at very least, it's the messiest. Mm-hmm. There's just there's too much human plot going on. None of it is. Oh, I hate useful human plot and. Well, and the but and the the monster battles aren't that great, so mm. I don't want to tip my hand on what I'm going to talk about with this. So let's I, this is going to be a lot of spoiler talk. And for those of you listening, I don't know how much we can really talk about any of the stuff that we kind of liked about it without giving away key plot points. Yeah, I was lucky enough. I don't know how this I mean, this happened that this movie came out like a month and a half ago, and I feel like I went into it not really knowing anything about it.
1: Did you try to research anything?
0: No, I didn't oh, even. Good. I didn't even watch a trailer. I looked up a trailer that I'm going to edit into the podcast. Mm-hmm. But up until that point, like literally a couple of minutes ago, I hadn't ever seen a trailer for it, which is nice because even the trailer gave away some things. Oh, it so did? I went do oh. it totally fresh. Uh, so if you think that... You probably have a good idea whether or not this is a movie for you and whether you intend to see it or not. If you do, I would recommend, like I always recommend, go in as fresh as possible. Don't read reviews. Don't watch trailers. Uh, I just, I think that's always the best way to see a movie. Yeah, but
1: I agree. Because...
0: Uh, so before we get into all of that, I want to just give, ask one question. That's a non-spoiler question for our listeners. Uh, and I'll ask this uh, for you, Amanda, just Mm -hmm. on a, just on a really high level, would you recommend the movie? Like, was it entertaining? And if someone has a similar taste to you, do you think they would enjoy it? Would you recommend it to them?
1: I mean, I, I would recommend the movie to anybody who enjoys a good fight scene with large monsters. Uh, I mean, you don't even have to love action movies. I, I just, I feel like what they did with the fight scenes were, it felt a little different maybe because of, um, well, all the colors, <laughs> but we'll get into that later. Um, But yeah, I, I would recommend it. Of course, I didn't, I didn't like the rest of the plot, like with, with the human, the uh-huh. human interaction. That was kind of a little cheesy and kind of just felt like it was, it wasn't necessary, but I guess they had to throw something in because they couldn't just have an hour or so long movie of monsters fighting, or could they?
0: That's a great point, and one I would like to discuss in more depth. Oh, okay. There's two approaches that I think correspond to two criticisms that I've had of this series as a whole, and then also really the larger genre, and it's either... Like here's what I've wanted from from the 2014 until now. Uh, because I feel like it's clear that given the budget and the technology that they're employing in service of these movies, they have the ability to do basically whatever they want mm. visually, right? There's nothing... W- the way that our special effects are today, there's nothing you can't do. There's nothing you can't show us. Uh, and so the, in terms of like having... Uh, you know, monster battles on screen, you know, uh, there's really... The sky's the limit.
1: You just have to be able to dream up those great fight scenes.
0: You have to be able to dream them up and you... Well, and granted, you still have to... Make them seem somewhat realistic. You still have to spend money on them. Mm -hmm. So it's... And and there's still a lot of effort that goes into, you know, and and so many animators uh, whose time and creativity goes into creating those scenes. So even though you may not be like actually... And in some cases, they probably still have physical elements. There's probably still like you know, cars and things that they, that they actually destroy to, (laughs) on on some, but, but a lot of it is just all CG. Uh, So, but you're still spending money and time on those effects shots. So it's not just like free, you know, but uh, the point is it's, it's certainly possible if you wanted to do a movie that was like basically just dispenses with most of the human characters and focuses on the creatures, you could do that. Yeah. The other thing is so uh, so the the one thing is okay. Do you do you take that approach and just say nobody cares about the humans? We only care about the the creatures. They're the main characters. But then you wouldn't get about them, right? Uh, Or do you say, well, you know, these are these are major Hollywood movies. You've got big name actors. You know, you've got all this stuff. Uh, Why not dedicate yourself to saying, okay, monster movies from basically the beginning of the 20th century have had the situation where the human characters just aren't that good. And the human character, that that, that drama is more just like something that people are waiting through to get to the monster action. Why not hire writers that are going to make sure you get the first, like the first big budget monster movie that actually has a really gripping human story. You know, why not just make that your like number one goal?
1: Yeah. I mean, I, I want for someone like me I would want to connect with the characters. I, I didn't really connect with any of the characters in this movie. I mean, it also makes me think of movies like Transformers, with oh, they have Megan Fox and Shia LaBeouf in it. But like, what? yeah, those are or were like big names, but you know, their acting was horrible. So we, it's like it just wasn't very enjoyable. But I, I want, I want to connect with the characters like I connect with the characters and this is us just kidding but no I know that wouldn't really fit in a monster maybe but but maybe it could why not
0: I don't I mean this this is what this is what gets my goat because there's no reason there's no real reason why you could not have not just one of those things but both you could have uh you know again just given the caliber of the actors that are being attracted by these projects you could have a really uh, you could have a really gripping human story and you could have lucid fight scenes, you know, big, exciting action scenes. You could have both of those things mm-hmm. and you could, and I, and I think that's kind of what, to maybe a lesser extent, uh, Kong 2005 achieved. Yeah. You had, at very least you had Naomi Watts. Yeah. And giving a great performance alongside the Andy Circus playing Kong in the mocap. Mm-hmm. And you have all these big bombastic action sequences. Uh, I think that's probably that that's might why be the I last like time. Yeah,
1: that's why I like that one.
0: That's really been achieved.
1: Yeah, because I I really liked her and Adrian Brody in it, and I yeah that's and that's that makes sense why I like that one so much because of the that storyline with the humans. Mm-hmm. So
0: I'm always so maybe it's a pipe dream. I just keep hoping and going to these movies and thinking this time they're going to nail it. You know, I mean
1: surely. Sh- Surely, someone's going to create a movie like that. They they, they got to stop doing the remakes. Maybe people are really just getting lazy.
0: Well, here's what bugs me. People come around and they defend these things by saying, well, you know, this is not the kind of movie that's supposed to win Oscars. Like, it's just a turn your brain off movie. Uh, like, okay, but expect more. Mm-hmm. Demand more. There's no reason why you can't raise the level of these Spectacles, And I think on the whole, the the level is decreasing, not increasing. Mm -hmm. The metagame of where our movies are and what we expect in terms of drama Mm -hmm. from a film, even if it's a spectacle film. There's no reason why it can't be both, I think.
1: And I think the actors and actresses would like to be a part of that, you know, if they were given the opportunity. So I'm sure they're out there.
0: Oh, absolutely. And they've got, again, it's like, okay, two movies ago. They are, I guess, in the first one and then King of the Monsters, they had Sally Hawkins who just came off, or maybe during that period, won a Best Actress Oscar for The Shape of Water, mm-hmm. you know, and they've got her on the, in the movie. She has nothing to do, but like, she's just a face that people recognize, but like she doesn't have a character to play. And, you know, Rebecca Hall, who plays in this movie, a uh, good actress, been playing in, you know, in movies for a long time, and generally maybe more of a... I think she doesn't play this genre that much, but no reason why she, you know, she isn't up to the challenge of if you give her something to play. Mm. So let's, uh, let's, let's head on to the rest of this. Let's go into spoiler talk. So uh, again, if you haven't seen the movie and you want to see it, watch it before, um, before you uh, listen to the rest of this. And just to tip my hand, I will say, I think it actually is a lot of fun. I think it's probably one of the better movies in this series, uh, and we'll talk about why that is. So if you're on the fence about it, I would say go ahead and give it a go. If this isn't your thing already, it's probably not the one that's going to win you over. So Mm that would be my, my take on it. All right. So now we're into spoilers. Let's talk about the movie. Let's explain where we are, because there's a lot of stuff that happens in this. Whether or not any of it makes a lick of sense, I don't know. Amanda, can you explain the plot?
1: All right. Here we go. So, we begin the movie with Kong in a jungle that we find out is a bit confining for him, and he wants out of it. Somewhere else in the world, um, wait, Pensacola, Florida, I think. I think yes. that's right. Um, Godzilla attacks some sciency place, and we don't know why, but he does. Um, and uh, the people that own the sciency building, whatever, I can't even remember. Apex. Does it matter? It's Apex. Yeah. It's Apex. Um. They have a master plan to defeat Godzilla, and they need Kong's help to lead them to Hollow Earth. Okay, I'm just saying, yeah, I'm saying things. And uh, that apparently has a large energy source. And this little girl, she is like Kong's BFF. (laughs) (laughs) And she convinces him to lead them like a group of scientists or doctors or whatever, um, to find that energy source. And, of course, there's fight scenes, and they're worried that Godzilla is going to come to attack Kong because of some ancient (laughs) (laughs) blah-blah. Where they're, like, sworn enemies. And it's just a thing that happens. Anyway, so um, all hell breaks loose a few times. And um, then... there's a resolution that you'll see when you watch the movie, because why not watch it?
0: Why not indeed? Uh, Was thanks. that
1: okay? That's
0: just, just fine. Okay. Yes. Uh, you, you dropped some things in there that...
1: I did? Oh, sorry. Go on.
0: <laughs> that Maybe beg some explanation, because uh, I'm sure we're all just you know, when you say hollow earth, we're all just like, oh, yeah, hollow oh, earth, oh, yeah." that time
1: it's a it actually I don't even know. It's a place where there's no gravity. <laughs> I don't know. Oh, that could be where. Oh, yeah, where King Kong is from, because that's where it births the Titans. Right. I don't know.
0: Your guess is good as mine. Like I said, <laughs> this is kind of a lot of nonsense it is we we're so far oh and I, I guess that this is not really a criticism it's just an observation because it is already a movie where a giant lizard is fighting a giant monkey we're so far out from anything resembling remotely resembling reality or the world we live in like <laughs> uh, that's why you, you just
1: got to be on board with it because the first thing on the screen is king kong and it's like oh yeah well duh he lives in this world like come on and so everything after that's just like okay yeah
0: yeah, sure, sure there's uh Well and and the uh, The Hollower thing. Okay. I guess we may as well talk about it.
1: Were you not gonna talk about it?
0: I wasn't because I don't care. Okay, we don't have to Like talk on about one hand it. I don't care because it's just but this is this is this is a conceit in, in the film, so we may as well we may as well talk about it.
1: It's just a place where they get to the middle of the earth and they're in a spaceship and then they like either explode or not and then they find something there.
0: Is there a crisis of imagination in our genre entertainment or in our like fantasy entertainment? Is
1: What would you have said? Is there a
0: reason that we that we're still doing all these years later, we're still doing King Kong. We're still doing Journey to the Center of the Earth? Oh, yeah. If you think about it, I mean, surely Hollow Earth can only be like a Jules Verne kind of thing.
1: Where where would you say that Kong is from then if it wasn't Hollow Earth? What would you have come up
0: with? Uh, I'm not know, I don't know if I would have come up with anything better, except the fact that they kind of already gave him an origin in Skull Island, which is that he's on Skull Island, and he's just always there. And he's always been there, and nobody's discovered the island before.
1: Was Skull Island in Hollow Earth? <laughs> Maybe uh, no. we didn't know. That was its mailing I guess they need some, kind
0: of, need some kind of explanation for the fact that there's all these giant creatures and no one's ever seen them.
1: Yeah, and there's but, probably more there. It's a large place.
0: It's just that we have a pretty decent idea of the composition of the interior of the Earth. And we're pretty sure that
1: there's, not, there's <laughs> not like a
0: big hollow space where <laughs> gravity reverses in your heart. You don't know that. I mean, I've never been down there, if that's what you're asking.
1: Uh,
0: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the amount of it is it, kind of, it's almost gleeful in its playfulness. So if you kind of just, just let go of it and decide that it, like a child wrote this script
1: uh. <laughs> <laughs> Like maybe: Well, okay, and because we're now into,
0: into spoiler talk, I'm, I mean we, we get the moment where I mean let's just, Godzilla literally burns a hole through to the center of the earth from Hong Kong <laughs> what was He just that? stands in the street with his atomic breath and burns a hole straight down to the to the to the middle of the earth that got me where then like doesn't Kong end up like? climbing out of it or something
1: yeah you know he like falls down through no i don't know yeah he climbs with his little thing his little tool tribal tool so anyway that was that was a little much i was like really you could have just like what you could have done is you could have just like (laughs) drilled through the earth to get there instead of floating him across the ocean come on why didn't you think of that everyone
0: also so much effort is put into or at least by the movie standards so much effort is put into giving the humans a way to survive this like reverse of gravity because they say that the author's brother i think it was died trying to go down to hollow earth because as they mention in the expository scene that like the like the like the entire like earth's weight of gravity or something crushed him flat and so they've developed these uh, these machines, the haves or whatever they are. H- anyway. Heaves. I don't heaves, know. Yeah, yeah. Ask they, heaves. <laughs> they, <laughs> to, uh, to allow the humans to survive the crushing weight of gravity when it reverses. And yet Kong just falls straight through. Surely. He's
1: the- not a human.
0: Yeah. But I mean, like if you're talking about that that level, that magnitude of of gravitation certainly even someone as large as kong would be but he's from crushed.
1: he's from there he, and so it wouldn't have hurt him i'm kidding i'm just, I'm just saying these things <laughs>
0: everything about the geology and the physics of this movie is absolutely 100 crazy go nuts <laughs>
1: they should have just put a little astronaut hat on his head because that would have been cute
0: Again, I know I'm complaining about the wrong thing. It's just the fact that they even try to give us an explanation for what's happening, and then that explanation makes no sense. I
1: know, yeah. Well, that's usually how it goes.
0: It it is. It is how it goes. So you just have to completely just release your grip on on that. And... For everything, really. Uh-huh. Anyway. Um, so most important question of all the questions on my list, Amanda. Are you Team Kong or Team Godzilla?
1: Mm. I think I would say Team Kong. Just because he's closer to humans, you know, he's he could communicate with the little girl, and I need some type of connection like that. And Godzilla is just like I mean, maybe if I watched the movie with Millie Bobby Brown, I would say something different. Yeah, maybe. But he was he was fun. He he just felt close to to the humans, and I liked that. And he felt like more of a protector than Godzilla. And I liked that it seemed like he had a thought process. I'm sure maybe Godzilla did, but he was more like, fight, kill.
0: Yeah, they kind of set Godzilla up in this one as the uh, the antagonist. Yeah. Like he's out to kill King Kong and he's wreaking destruction. Not that there's anything wrong with that per se, Uh But as you mentioned, they do say it's kind of a reversal from where we left him in the last movie, projecting us from other titans. Mm
1: -hmm. Who would be your favorite?
0: I have to be Team Godzilla.
1: Okay, that's good. There we go.
0: I'm. Yeah, I've never been that much of a fan of King Kong as a character. And there's, I don't know, I just think Godzilla is objectively cooler. He's a lizard. A he is cooler, cooler than monkeys. He's got those spikes on his back. Which oh, are those awesome. are really cool. Okay, He's got atomic did... breath.
1: Yeah. Okay. Well, now that you say all these things, but
0: really, there's no reason that there's really no reason why Godzilla shouldn't have stomped Kong into dust.
1: Oh, I know, right?
0: Which brings me to, and I had this conversation. I don't know if uh, Michael will listen to this, but I had this <laughs> conversation with him recently because he'd seen the movie first. Oh, which is that. I was one of the things that I was most looking forward to about this movie was them giving me an explanation for how King Kong is the same size as Godzilla, because in like historically he's been much smaller. He's been like maybe 25 feet, 50 feet. And Godzilla, I think now is up to like 150 feet. What point. in the... Uh, and so not only because of the other advantages, such as like Fire Breath, but the, simply the fact that Godzilla would tower over Kong if you compared certain iterations. So we've now got this, uh, this movie where they're exactly the same size. And I was waiting for them to explain how that could be possible. They do give you a line. What do they say? Just a line right at the beginning where the character who's talking to uh, Rebecca Hall's character says, he's been in here so long, he's grown so much. So uh, I, I guess they're saying that he's just continuing to grow while he's in this containment area. Mm-hmm. But thats it's pretty weak sauce, if you ask me.
1: Yeah. I, I didn't know that background about Godzilla being larger. But he is definitely cooler. His little back spikes are neat.
0: But I think they try to give you – they try to m- get you to be on Kong's side because, again, like you said, he's communicating with this little girl. Mm-hmm. So they're like, oh, he's going to protect all of us or whatever. And then Godzilla's coming in. So uh, you're they're trying to align you through those characters with him in a way, at least until things happen later on.
1: And I'm a level six susceptible, so they got me. <laughs> <laughs> um,
0: so since since I, I got you to watch the, the first, the earlier movie, uh, the U.S. cut that we watched – How did this compare to the 1962 King Kong versus Godzilla? And was there anything you thought? uh, I think obviously we can say the effects are improved in the new movie. Is there anything that the older movie did better? Or how did you find the two of them? (laughs)
1: Well, obviously the newer one is better, especially in terms of the monsters themselves. However, it was fun to watch the old movie knowing that They were actually people in uh, monkey and Godzilla suits fighting. So the whole time I was watching the 1960s one, I was thinking of that and I was laughing to myself. So that made (laughs) the movie enjoyable. Of course, for both movies, I like I said, I didn't like the extra human stuff, like with Millie and the gang and all of that. But, um... (laughs) Obviously, the visual effects are better in the new one um, because there weren't blue people walking across the screen in front of the giant squid.
0: Oh, yeah. The uh, blue screen (laughs) matting was pretty obvious in some of those scenes. Yeah.
1: it was So funny, though. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Not to mention some of the choices they made with the tribal people and the color of their skin.
0: See, I just I think that they missed an opportunity in this one to have like Alexander Skarsgård's character offer the little girl a cigarette.
1: Oh, right. Gosh. Missed opportunity. Would have been a
0: nice homage to <laughs> <for laughs> the old one.
1: <laughs> I did like the little girl in this one, though. She's really cute. Mm-hmm. So, won me over.
0: Would you say that... So did you think that the stuff with like Millie Bobby Brown and all of them was uh, was significantly better than like the guys with the Hawaiian shirts going off to find Kong and bring him back in the old
1: one? Um... <laughs> Might have liked that better, the older one, because just all of the Millie Bobby Brown stuff just didn't really do it for me. And then also learning that her friend was what what's his name from Julian
0: Dennison from Hunt for the Wilder People. Hunt for
1: the Wilder People. And I was I should have, if I'd known that before, maybe I would have enjoyed well, nah, his character was kind of blah. They didn't give him a whole lot. But if you haven't watched Hunt for the Wilder People, go watch it because it's funny. I like it.
0: Yeah, I'm gonna have to get on that one at some point. It's we'll really weird
1: that. and just quirky, but it's worth it.
0: Yeah, this is another example of them taking promising actors and then just not really giving them anything to do. I'm sure, they probably gave them a paycheck, which was good. Yeah. So did you have a favorite character or performance? And were there any characters that even registered with you?
1: I mean, I'm just going to have to say the little girl. And it's funny because she obviously didn't say anything the whole time. She signed, which I thought was neat that she could. Oh, wait. Am I giving spoilers? You already said spoilers. We're in spoiler alert. We're in spoiler alert. Uh, She was signing with Kong, and that was pretty neat. Um, So I feel like if they were to go for any type of, like, connection with the audience and us caring about a character, it would have been her. But they didn't really do anything to, like, endanger her however how is it that they that godzilla and kong were fighting in the ocean and all the other ships were destroyed except theirs they were even flipping underwater not like like flipping underwater but they were their boat was flipping and they were underwater and they still survived and i was like what? that was just it was really really cool they they
0: had plot armor Oh, oh got okay. it. The plot requires them to survive, so they survive. Mm,
1: gotcha, gotcha. Anyway, they could have done something with her character, kind of like if she was the Naomi Watts for King Kong, but like a right. like, small girl.
0: Although I am kind of glad they didn't try to revisit the old standby of kong falls in love with woman picks up woman climbs on top of thing you know? yeah, like, yeah they've done that so much that they probably didn't need to do it again
1: yeah i mean he didn't have to fall in love with her but it was cool that they were friends
0: well, i guess he doesn't fall in love with her in the king Kong versus godzilla but he does grab her and climb on top of a building
1: mm-hmm. i thought he did love oh that you said the original
0: well in in king Kong versus godzilla which we watched oh yes, He still okay. even in that one he still picks up the girl you know and takes her but like he doesn't no.
1: he never picked up the girl did he what are you talking about wait what
0: in King Kong versus Godzilla, the nineteen sixty two that we watched.
1: Oh, that we watched. Okay, he, he
0: picks her up and like off the train. Remember and like. Oh yeah,
1: he out did, building. and then she didn't know how to walk. She was it,
0: right. Yeah, she didn't.
1: <laughs> that was really funny. <laughs> Who did? Did you have any characters that you liked that you would have chosen for your favorite? <laughs> <laughs> It was hard. It's so There's hard. not really,
0: yeah, it's not a character movie. And th- so the, the thing I have to appreciate about this is I kind of feel like, and I was telling you about this a little bit earlier, that there's some people that almost aren't even in the movie. Like Kyle Chandler is barely in the movie. Lance Reddick early, shows up for like one scene. Is that early edition man? Yeah. Okay. Got it. it almost seems like there was maybe a two and a half hour version of this movie that they considerably cut down. Mm. And I can only say they cut the right stuff. Because, it, like, like the plot makes so little sense that it it has the feeling of something that was just like scissored down. You know what I mean? Like they like I so said, they cut a whole bunch of stuff out of it and just left the barest essentials of the plot. Mm. But again, if you're going to do that, this is the way to do it because otherwise, you end up with a King of the Monsters, where you've got so much excess human plot and so many extra characters, and nobody cares. So. They, yeah,
1: I like the length of the movie. I think if it was any longer, I probably wouldn't have liked that. So. Yeah, but I think within
0: that, and this is, where, this is where the movie succeeds for me, is that there's a number of big action set pieces that occur within the film. And even though those aren't necessarily super focused on the human characters. They're not constantly cutting back to them. But when they do, they give them enough that's going on. Like they give them like one thing, one bit of peril or something to play, like in the scene that you were talking about where they get attacked in the in the ocean Mm -hmm. and the boat goes upside down and the girl and the mom are trapped in the little room there. And so you're kind of worried about them. Yeah. And the tension of that scene, I think, kind of carries through those moments and allows you to even though you're not really invested in the character, you still want those people to get out you know still want so there's a there, like there's a little bit of their sympathy that they've grabbed that you can those things still kind of succeed
1: mm-hmm.
0: I think where they try to do those things, they do just a little bit of it just enough that it kind of adds flavor and texture to those those yeah. scenes without becoming the focal point of the scene, yeah because if again, if you have that scene where they where the the boat gets attacked, there's a number of ways you play that scene, and the 2014 godzilla movie would have probably played it where it's like the whole sequence is about them trying to get out of that room and you know Mm -hmm. godzilla is more of like this force kind of from the outside he could have just as easily been you know a tsunami or a or a typhoon or something and then like you kind of just deal with the aftermath you deal with the effects of that whereas the other way you can play it which is what this movie does more often is you focus on the two creatures as characters, you focus on what their strengths and weaknesses are, how they approach mm-hmm. one another, how they choose to fight tactically, you know, what the choices are that they make in terms of like, you get to see, I thought it was pretty cool, uh, Kong jumping from ship to ship yeah. in the water to stay up even because Godzilla's a natural swimmer, Kong not so much.
1: And I liked Godzilla's tail and all the damage it did.
0: Yeah. And so while, and really they had me pretty early on because... Uh, during that attack, Godzilla reaches up with his tail and like swats a helicopter out of the air. Yeah. And I was like, dang it. This is awesome. I like this. <laughs> like, I, was, I was kind of, again, I was, really, I was really kind of resisting being drawn into it because I knew, like based on the other movies, it was probably not going to be that great.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And I knew the human story was probably not going to be that great. But I think they really, really improved the action sequences. They really improved the fight choreography.
1: Yeah, that that was really good, like all of it.
0: Because what they had done before, what people were complaining about, what I was complaining about is the fights are too dark. They're they're either really close up so you can't see what's happening or they're from a long distance. Mm -hmm. Uh, And you keep going back to, oh, here's this human running here and trying to accomplish this thing while the fight's like raging overhead. And so in the first movie, that's kind of done on purpose because they want you to they want the humans to be consistently dwarfed by what's happening by these giant creatures that are almost godlike. They're in their, you know, uh, and so the, it's more about the, the insignificance of the humans in the face of these just an enormous threats. Uh, You're
1: talking about how like in the 1960s they used toy tanks. <laughs> I forgot <laughs> I that was another thing. About that was about the miniature really... work.
0: Yeah. <laughs> no, but uh, so in this one, they basically do a lot of what I was hoping they were going to do, which is that they give you a lot of shots that are bright.
1: Yeah, so you mean like it was a darker screen.
0: Like they always do this thing where I don't like, it's yeah. in the dark, it's in the rain, and part of that is to Ugh. hide the the seams in the special effects because it's easier to make the special effects look re- look realistic when you have darker scenes.
1: That's frustrating though.
0: But they they give you and, you know, even in the old Godzilla movies, they're always really scrappy. Like you have like, for instance, one of the memorable scenes from that first one was King Kong grabbing a tree and stuffing it down Godzilla's throat. Mm. So seeing these monsters in this one use their surroundings to their advantage and how they like, uh, you know, how they use the water in the boats or how they use what they find in the city, uh, how King Kong uses the buildings and his ability to jump from building to building Mm -hmm. to avoid Godzilla's atomic breath in that scene. So there's a lot of, I feel like the fight scenes are more creative. And so it's interesting to watch the kind of the to and fro uh, as one gains the upper hand and then vice versa.
1: So speaking of the fight scenes, what was your favorite fight scene?
0: Actually a good question. I keep talking about the one with the ships at the beginning. That's the first scene. I did like that one a lot because I thought it was creative in the way they used different elements I like Kong grabbing the plane and throwing it at Godzilla.
1: Yeah. And the, I like when the guy ejected from the plane right before. Talking about that one. Yeah.
0: Well, th- but it, yeah, yeah, that's the one. That's the one. Mm-hmm. I wanted to say the Hong Kong sequence was the best. It was. And I think because it makes, and it, it's supposed to be, it's the big centerpiece. It almost makes Godzilla frightening again. And when you're used to him, when you're used to him fighting off the big creatures so that we can survive. Now you kind of turn the tables where you kind of want Kong to survive. And it's like, Oh, he's really up against something here. And I like that. He goes after like Kong being potentially the smarter one. Right. Uh, Knows that the Godzilla's greatest threat to him is the atomic breath. So he's constantly trying to find ways to stop him from using it Mm. or to like, or to um, like to neutralize it. And so that's a really clever little aspect of the fight. You constantly see Kong kind of thinking about it and saying, okay, how can I prevent Godzilla from deploying his, you know, his signature weapon against me?
1: Oh, I didn't think about that. That's cool. Yeah. I, I liked the Hong Kong scene, but you know, it's because of all the colors I was talking about it after we walked out of the movie, but it's just like bright neon lights. And I mean, like you said, the brightness of the fight, it, It helps because you're not like squinting your eyes and being like, what are we watching here? But it was a lot of fun. But do you remember the scene where it showed an office building? It was like a conference table with the little swivel chairs. And then it's like they took you inside of that building and it was kind of muted, but you could hear their loud noises and you could see the two of them fighting right outside of it. And then they crash into it. I really liked that scene because it was like, oh, you know, everyday life, and then it's like here are monsters, and they crash in. I thought that was that was nice. I liked that one.
0: Yeah, that was good. And I also liked them. I have to say this: uh, that there was, uh, I mentioned this was going to be a big surprise for Godzilla fans, is that another monster is introduced that is Mecha Godzilla, being built by, in this case, the scientists from Apex, using there's a lot. So here's a, like a little, a couple of. You know, again, kind of Easter eggs for your Godzilla fans using the like remains from King Ghidra to which who, who was in the, the previous movies, the three headed uh creature. That oh, Godzilla so that's a lot. is
1: that the Millie movie? Yes. OK, because I was like, is that was that like her friend, her Godzilla friend? And then did he die in the movie? Who? The Godzilla monster who they had the three heads.
0: No, he's the antagonist.
1: Oh, okay, okay, got it, got he's it. He's an
0: evil monster.
1: Mm,
0: evil. And also, they, he was, that was being piloted by this guy whose name in the movie is Surazawa.
1: Wait, who a is that? A name you might
0: remember from the original the, Godzilla. Wait, yeah, who was? with the eye patch.
1: Oh, who created the oxygen destroyer? Oh, I didn't remember that, but.
0: So that name obviously being a reference to that film.
1: Did he have an eye patch in this movie? no yeah, we did so. okay just just yeah, okay yeah
0: but i did kind of like the scene where mechagodzilla shears the lizard creature in half with his laser
1: oh yeah that was good <laughs> <laughs> that was that was quite enjoyable yeah
0: but yeah the colors are great in the hong kong sequence Mm-hmm. appreciated that Anything else you wanted to call out? Well,
1: actually, my favorite part, now that you've given that spoiler, because I I always feel like I can't say things, but I'm glad.
0: We've been in, we're deep in spoiler territory. I know, I know,
1: Um, was when they teamed up on the Mecha Godzilla, Because, you know, I love a good good team movie. Just, you know, people coming, I mean, monsters coming together to destroy a common enemy. So that was, that was quite enjoyable for me.
0: Yeah, it becomes a team up
1: movie. Yeah, I'm like, yeah, get him, and so that was super cute. <laughs> it was cute. <laughs> <laughs> and then, uh, yeah, for Kong to be like, oh, he's the enemy, not Godzilla. So,
0: mm-hmm, gosh, yeah, and that just brings you back to how how leaden the script is. Anytime the monsters aren't fighting, like it's just such blatant exposition. And again, it makes you kind of wonder: is it being done this way so that International audiences will be able to digest it when it's translated into another language, like is that the reason for everything being stated so simply, like oh. Godzilla, not enemy, you know what I mean like that yeah, I don't know
1: it's a good thought. I didn't think of that
0: it may be part of the reason why the action is set in Hong Kong instead of as it might traditionally be Japan because Chinese box office is so important now. oh it is mm-hmm.
1: hmm. why
0: well, I mean. The if you open a movie in in China and it does well, you know, you get so much more box office. revenue. Oh,
1: yeah, that makes sense. OK. All
0: right. Do you want to get into ratings?
1: Yeah. What are we going to use? What's it going to be? The
0: only thing we had thought of before was the flask. Brian Tyree Henry's character has this flask of whiskey he carries around that his wife gave to him mm-hmm. in a gun holster. Um, Proves can- to be useful. Yeah, you know, we didn't even talk about was um, um, Isa Gonzalez character who plays uh, from I Care A Lot, who plays the son oh. or the daughter of the scientist.
1: Yeah. yeah, but but she just had so many little one liners that I didn't even care about her. So like when the pterodactyl came to get her, then it was just like, you know, who even cares? Yeah, I was, no, You're right. Yeah, you're I, right. I didn't care. I was like, cool, cool, cool.
0: I mean, I, I just, I feel like this is the kind of movie that typically would have her be a main character instead of Rebecca Hall. Yeah. It's an interesting choice that they decided. To, I mean, it's not the wrong choice, but it's just interesting.
1: I thought that there, there was going to be some type of like, not love triangle, but like love something between the two scientists or something. But, you know, he seemed like he was interested in the I care a lot girl, but nah, she did.
0: Oh, last thing. Did, did you see the similarity between the ending of this movie and the 62 King Kong versus Godzilla?
1: I don't even remember the ending. I think I was about to fall asleep.
0: Well, in, uh, in that case, we see King Kong swimming back to his home on Feral Island. Oh, in this case, it's Godzilla, Godzilla. Who's swimming
1: away. He is, that's right.
0: There it is. So, uh, are we going to do you have anything other than flasks that you no, want? No, we use, can... Like monkey axes or. Uh, <laughs> monkey axes. I, I don't know. I'm trying to think of what else we could do.
1: What did they have in that when they traveled through that little spaceship? Night crawler. What did they call it? Crawlers.
0: Skull crawlers.
1: What are those?
0: So, that's from Kong Skull Island. Those were the creatures that inhabited the island and were locked in a battle with Kong and his family. So, is, like the climax of that movie is him defeating a giant skull crawler.
1: Oh, did they use that for the mecha Godzilla to fight? Is that what that was? Looked like it. Okay. We could do skull crawlers.
0: Okay. So, what would you give Godzilla versus Kong out of five skull crawlers?
1: I would give it three out of five skull crawlers, mostly for the fight scenes. Obviously, everyone knows this now. What would you give it?
0: I've been debating whether to give it an extra half
1: mm-hmm.
0: because of... I, like, I, I start at my base as three because I, yep. I definitely enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it's... And if I were to give it three, that would be equal to the highest I would give any of these MonsterVerse movies. I'm tempted to give it the extra half of the... Uh, give it 3.5 just because... I think it has by far the best action of any of the movies in the series. Although, on a on like a objective scale, it's still really missing quite a lot in terms of the drama. I know it's so. I'm going to give it three. I'm going to err on the side of caution, Mm -hmm. but I could see myself bumping it up because, and it's also, I would. I would like to watch the 2014 Godzilla again and see if my opinion of it changes and watch this again, potentially. So that's that's a relatively good sign.
1: You could give it three skull crawlers and a spot of whiskey, a spot of whiskey.
0: What I kept saying is that these MonsterVerse movies should take a cue from Pacific Rim. Did you ever see that?
1: I remember the previews, but it was just loud noises and ships and I was like, man. I don't think I watched it.
0: They had some creative fight scenes more like what this one did. So I think that it's moving in the right direction, at least in terms of crowd pleasing. Do they flirtless. have any
1: humans in it? Mm-hmm. Okay. Like, was there a storyline at all? Yeah, like, quite a lot. Oh, well, I feel like in the previews, they didn't have any of that. So I was like, uh. Eh.
0: Yeah. And it still wasn't great, mm-hmm. but it was better than average. It's better than this.
1: What? Pacific Rim was better than this Maybe we watched?
0: Uh, in terms of the human story, yes.
1: Oh, okay. But not, but in general, it might be better. Wow. And I would give
0: it a 3.5 as well. Okay. Well, that's Godzilla versus Kong. If you have seen it, let us know what you thought. Let us know if you agree or think we're way off base. You can hit us up on Instagram at Scenes from a Marriage or podcast at com is our email. As Amanda likes to say,
1: what, what do I like to say? Slide into our DMs. Slide into our DMs. (laughs) I didn't know you put me on the spot.
0: Thanks Amanda for continuing to watch these monster movies with me. And I'm sure that. You're welcome. Next week we will find a, an Amanda flick.
1: Yeah. I, I feel like it's, uh, I feel like maybe you need to watch. She's the man next. I feel like that's been floating around. Let us know what you guys think. What movie should we watch next that would be an Amanda movie that uh, you think Daniel should watch?
0: Yeah, give us your thoughts. And before we sign off, we want to visit the nightstand, Mm. uh, a segment of the show where we talk about maybe media that we've consumed that is not the focus of a podcast. But uh, Amanda, what is on your nightstand?
1: Okay. What's on my nightstand is the netflix series called shadow and bone that was suggested to me by my friend chandler and it's it's like a young adult it was i think there's a few books so the books came before the series but um it's about these people so either you're a grisha or just a regular person and the grisha are the characters who uh they, they don't say magic. It's like special science or something anyway. (laughs) So there is
0: the special science to describe magic sounds like uh, a mom telling her kid that like her wine is her like special juice.
1: (laughs) I don't, I don't know how to, I don't know how they describe it, but they have different power. I don't know, whatever sciences they use, um, where there's like the heart renders that can control, um, like people's hearts or emotions they can heal and then there's the I don't know there's a lot of things but anyway uh so the story is about this girl Alina it's Alina and she and her friend Mel grew up in an orphanage and you know it's them against the world and um she finds out that she is something special and there is this what is it called the fold which is created by um a darkling and a shadow fold. And so it divides the country Ravka. And so to go through the fold, it's very dangerous. And basically you die if you don't go through it properly. So
0: kind of like the reverse gravity in the hollow Exactly. Earth.
1: Yeah. And because there's these creatures in there that will kill you. But, um, and they don't like light because they were, it was created by a darkling.
0: Sounds like a grew from Zork
1: wait is that despicable me no <laughs> Sorry. it's
0: a text-based computer game
1: <laughs> well anyway um it's just one season i think there's eight episodes in it so it's an easy watch i first started watching it and i wasn't i wasn't completely sold on it because i'd watched the wink saga which was another it's kind of like a young adult book kind of series and um It was about this girl who, like, oh, she finds out she has powers, and I was just like, meh, is this like that? But then, no, it gets even better. I think episode three is when I was like, yeah, and then I binged it. So if you're into these, like, adventurous movies where, like, you know, people have magical powers and um, there's, like, some fight scenes and stuff like that, then you should give it a watch. The story's really good. It's not just, like, oh, romance, but there is a little bit of romance in it. I enjoyed it. And I think there I think there is gonna be another season coming, so check it out.
0: Another season's coming, they always say.
1: <laughs> it's official. Another season. All of my shows that I'm waiting on. What, was that on me. Netflix, Shadow and Bone? Yeah, it was on Netflix. Yeah. Um, what's on your nightstand? What's in your wallet?
0: I've been trying to watch some as I often do older horror movies bit by bit when I get a, t- when I get a chance 30 minutes at a time sometimes. And we have a, we get a new uh, giant 4k TV in the living room, ah. which is nice. Uh, it's been, and of course, because I'm a weirdo, instead of watching like a Pixar movie or something to demo it, I go about and watch these old black and white movies because when they're, when they are presented well, uh, you know, the contrast looks really great. This TV, more than the other one, really displays blacks really well. So when you get those deep blacks against the the bright whites, uh it's a cool it's a cool look. Uh I went out and watched something that I've been meaning to see for a long time as a a major classic that somehow had eluded me, which is 1956's Invasion of the Body Snatchers.
1: Mm.
0: That's available on Amazon Prime and looks quite good on Amazon Prime. Uh which is a really tight, like 80-minute kind of paranoia sci-fi thriller about this small town doctor who suddenly, well, actually slowly begins to realize that things are not right in his little town. Um, Probably this suffers from being a little bit overexposed in culture. I think a lot of people know about the movie, what it entails and maybe even how it ends. Maybe you've even seen the ending scene before I had, Uh, I think, you know, it's probably maybe maybe even been like another movie has used it in passing or that sort of thing. Um, Not, Things from this era typically aren't, quote unquote, scary, at least to modern audiences. It, so it's a little quaint in some ways, but it's, it was a pretty fun little movie. Uh, again, looked great on Amazon Prime. It, it ramps up to some decent intensity. In, for, for 80 minutes, you get a lot of bang for your buck. So that was pretty, it was pretty enjoyable. And I'm hoping now to, to get around to the 70s version with Donald Sutherland. That's my nightstand. I've got an unfinished book that maybe I'll talk about once I finish it, but uh, not until I I get through it. Um,
1: Maybe once I finish my book in like a year or something, then I can talk about it. I'm kidding. It takes (laughs) me a lot longer to read books because I get easily distracted.
0: And uh, books, when you you fall asleep during them, they don't finish on their own.
1: (laughs) They sure don't. That's such a good point.
0: All right. Well, thanks for listening. And we will be back soon with an Amanda movie Mm
1: -hmm. let us know what you think we should watch and if you don't then we'll just figure it out
0: yep hit us up and if you haven't uh, left us a review or a rating on Apple Podcasts assuming you listen on Apple Podcasts not everyone does and that's fine but if you do we'd appreciate it
1: please 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 if you love us even if you don't do it
0: until then we're headed down to Hollow Earth to take a breather so (laughs) (laughs)